Hello, welcome to another installment of the Central American Group's podcast, in which experts discuss topics related to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of the region. Hello, welcome to another installation of the Central American Group's series of podcasts. We uh, speak with experts that are both internal and external to the organization about uh, topics that are germane with regard to doing business in Costa Rica, El Salvador, and the rest of Central America. Today, we have Vanessa Gibson with us. She is with Costa Rica's National Economic Development Pro Promotion Agency. It's called Cinde. She is the manager of uh, investment climate there. And I just want to welcome you, Vanessa. And if you could tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your organization, we'd appreciate that. Oh, thank you very much. And it's great to be here. Um, thank you for the space and the opportunity and uh, wishing everyone a new year. Uh, so uh, CINDA stands for the Costa Rican Investment Promotion Agency, and we've been around for over 35 years now. Uh, basically, today we dedicate hand to hand with the government of Costa Rica to promote abroad. Uh, Costa Rica is the right location for companies, and uh, we've been very, uh, we've been growing uh, the the footprint of companies in Costa Rica these years. We today we account for over 300 multinational firms in specific industries that has been. Uh, building up the economic development of the country. Um, They're mostly in the services industry, but as well in advanced manufacturing, light manufacturing, food industry. And finally, um, a major player in the, in, the, in the industry for us will be medical device manufacturing, which today accounts as the main product of export of Costa Rica. So um, in my case, I have, I have the opportunity to work in this amazing organization, supporting companies on the investment climate, um, meaning understanding and projecting how Costa Rica will remain uh, compet comp competitive as well as pertinent for the companies that has a footprint here, and also trying to um, foresee the future of, of, of the investment climate environment required for what we think would be new generations of foreign investment. Well, thanks a lot for that. Uh summary of, of your qualifications, your position, and your organization. I just want to say up front, congratulations. Um, I received a, an article in uh, my email a few days ago that showed that uh, USA Today listed the top countries in the world for investment, and Costa Rica was named as being the third best place on the planet to receive investment, so I guess you're doing a good job. We, we are actually um, finding it well to continue improving the, the, the environment that Costa Rica is able to offer because uh, the direct impact of foreign direct investment has paid off in terms of, of uh, improving the quality of life of Costa Rica. One of the things that you mentioned is uh, especially interesting. It's how Costa Rica has developed over the last two decades or so uh, in terms of its life sciences and medical device sector. And what we want to uh, hone in on today and focus on is uh, the labor force in Costa Rica. Obviously, this is high value added manufacturing, and you have to have a workforce that is capable of performing the operations that this industry demands. 
you know, investors have different reasons why they choose Costa Rica to establish their operations. Um, why does Cinde usually mention the human resource talent as a key piece of the investment equation? Well, actually, um, thank you for the question because it addressed directly to the core of our value proposition as a country. We mentioned several reasons why Costa Rica, but the main and the strongest, and I think the one that helped us, uh, makes us different in, in the worldwide in investment competition is actually the talent and the quality of the people that we are able to offer. Costa Rica has over a 200 years of being a country that has decided mostly to dedicate much of his resources as a country to two main areas, which is health and education. And by constitution, actually, we dedicate almost 11% of our GDP to, to, to health and 8% by law to education. So over time, what we are seeing is just the benefits and we're reaping the output of improving our educational system, uh, building up a, a, a platform nationwide where people have access uh, to free education almost up to to, to university because um, it, there's a well-established social base for uh, individuals to be sponsored through our education system even up to university level and with that targeting now on, on our side is uh, benefiting from attracting companies high level high investment and high um, sophistication um, processes to Costa Rica to basically improve the, the welfare of the country. So companies that choose Costa Rica are normally choosing Costa Rica because of the talent, the education level, um, and actually even beyond that, the potential of them learning and becoming even more sophisticated as uh, along with the need of the companies to go through this global digital transformation. So um, when we when we realize, you know, that opportunity, uh, we are seeing more and more companies choosing the country based on the quality of the talent. Given the quality of the talent, how has the Costa Rican labor force uh, evolved over the last several years with respect to the knowledge economy that we're seeing emerge? Well, I would say the, I, the, the significant transformation we're seeing and experiencing uh, in the last 10 years. As you know, Costa Rica, we're in the middle of the Americas in Central America. So, for example, there's now a well-standard knowledge and platform for individuals, even from kindergarten, to become bilingual, which is actually a very deep transformation in our educational system. We're yet to become bilingual, but there is now the platform and the found foundation in our education system to basically in the next probably two decades to have a fully bilingual uh, society, which will actually enhance even more our global opportunities. So I think language capabilities will be one of the first areas that we tackle. The other one is strengthening our academic base in terms of not just strengthening the existing careers and growing them, but also bringing on careers that are now more aligned to the fourth industrial revolution and having not just local university and local academias um, sponsoring and working with, with our, uh, in our educational system. But we are even um, doing efforts to attract strategic partners from other countries that are bringing content and expertise to train and to uh, and to actually educate our population. I could name some few 
uh, we have a strong relationship with Georgia Tech, with Arizona State, with, uh, with Minnesota State University. And they are also working hand to hand with our educational system, with master's programs, with specialization programs and others. And um, definitely the contribution uh, that companies yourself is doing with the specialized training they're offering that um, actually improve and increase the skill set of the, of the labor pool that we have. So it has actually become a very interesting virtual circle uh, opportunity for the country. You know, I'm looking at some numbers here and they're pretty impressive. Um, last December, Costa Rica announced a record of 16,718 jobs that were created through the capture of foreign direct investment which represented an accumulated 118,245 direct jobs and 58,980 indirect jobs. What do you uh, attribute this, this good performance to? Well, basically the, the, the safe bet that companies are doing for the country. I mean, they, they, to be honest, the evolution of, of, of foreign direct investment is quite, is quite slow. You, you attract a company they start with very few jobs very low end type processes no matter you know you know what's the standard that the country offers because they need to test the waters and prove the concept but what we're seeing is that in an average of two or three years companies are tripling their size in Costa Rica betting mostly on the talent that they're finding so this is what brings up numbers as to ones that you mentioned um, just a few minutes ago and that we're seeing as an opportunity because definitely we benefit as a society from that growth coming from the private sector but it's also so bringing more areas of opportunities in which we need to continue enhance the quality of the talent that we're finding and bringing even more sophistication to our training and, and education system. You know, one of the other things that's pretty interesting in terms of the statistics that uh, you forwarded to me is the fact that out of the uh, jobs in the Costa Rican labor force that have been uh, created by FDI in, in 2019, 50% of these jobs uh, were created were by women-owned company, company, and that compared to the uh, country's average of 39. What what do you attribute um, the attraction of women-owned companies to Costa Rica to? Well, actually, um, with the growth of industries like medical device, uh, this is significant. What we have seen is that these companies are seeking certain physical, you know. Um, the stressability that they want for the production of, you know, those very delicate devices that we, you know, use in, in healthcare. Um, women has those capabilities. And uh, I would say in 100% of the medical device industry, over 60% of the operation is actually hiring women. So this is a huge impact um, and, and a huge benefit that the country is, is really taking advantage of. There are so many women that is, you know, leading their households that need the job to, to take care of their families and so on. And the medical device industry has definitely played a key role for generating quality and well-paid jobs for them. Another thing that's impressive uh, is that over the last 20 years, uh, employment has grown in the life sciences and medical device sector uh, 62 times in terms of the way that it's been able to uh, uh, multiply itself. What has promoted this growth in this particular industry? 
So in the services, because it's a, it's a knowledge intensive um, industry. It's, it's, you know, uh, the industry that we have seen grown faster, not just in the number of companies, but as you see, 62 times in terms of the, of the recruiting and capacity they have to allocate more jobs in Costa Rica will be services. And again, they're taking advantage of the quality of the labor. And even without any case of us being able to predict, uh, they're finding a multilingual uh, talent pool in the country. In the services case, for example, just to give you a sense, 15 years ago, we were mostly struggling to attract investment uh, in this industry where there are very few companies generating less than a thousand jobs. And the major challenge that we had is that all companies that arrive are expecting bilingual, uh, just, you know, English and Spanish. Today, we have over 180 companies and they are providing in more than five different languages services for Costa Rica, where obviously English would be the premier language. And then Portuguese and French and even German are the languages that they are serving from here. And then in the case of the, the medical device, as we mentioned earlier, it's a striving industry for us. It's growing, you know, uh, at a very fast pace. Uh, it's more capital intensive, but it definitely the expansion of these operations that we have so far, they have impacted positively the growth of talents, uh, of, of jobs for coastal regions. You, you mentioned uh, an emphasis um, on the learning of English as a second language in Costa Rica. And from what I understand, the, the project has the acronym ABI. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Certainly. I think AVI um, actually stands for the bilingual um, alliance that the current government put in place in their first year of administration. was a very strategic and a, a very vision-wise type decision of building an alliance among private and public sector that would be aiming under the same goal. How can we have Costa Rica, become, Costa Rica become bilingual? So there's a number of efforts done by companies, by academia, by the government themselves that is sponsoring across country programs in which people are learning English for free. So um, and in the case of Cinde, we are one of the first partners of, of IABI. And uh, we are running right now a program with over 2,500 individuals across country, which are being trained over a, for a year by native speaking professors that are bring, we are bringing from the US, Canada, and even from Australia. Okay, that sounds like you're, you're putting a, a good emphasis on that and uh, that certainly will add to your ability to continue to attract good industry to Costa Rica. Definitely, we understand that, you know, glo the global uh, knowledge economy is actually one that will have no frontiers. So, or people would need to communicate, not just here locally with, with their companies, but maybe have the opportunity to work from Costa Rica in the worldwide uh, market. Where does uh, the organization Cinde, your organization, see Costa Rica in the next five years in terms of its ability to attract uh, foreign direct investment and the characteristics of the Costa Rican labor force? Well, I think uh, we could probably envision that Costa Rica will be in the midst of this very deep transformation that global markets are suffering. Uh, the way, you know, we are seeing a, a global economy client-centric, it creates for us a great opportunity because of the legacy of the areas in which we are growing so far. 
And with that, probably in the next five years, we will be on the new wave of the new um, investment, uh, uh, foreign direct investment flows that will be happening. Not necessarily in the way that it happens today, but maybe the new forms of business uh, opportunities. Uh, meaning that, as I said, with a, a well-educated bilingual or multilingual labor force, uh, technology would enable Costa Ricans to have a job with a company anywhere in the world, not necessarily moving from Costa Rica. And with that, bringing all the benefits of being a global market. Uh, we are seeing the opportunity as well to, to foster the growth of, of innovation and knowledge-based companies that will arise um, as spin-off of many of these companies with the talent that's been trained and actually been transformed by these companies. And maybe why not uh, in five years we'll have our first Costa Rica unicorn. That sounds very good. Uh, one of the things we like to do is to promote the organizations of people that are like yourself that are kind enough to speak with us. Uh, it's our understanding that uh, your company will be at the, excuse me, your organization will be at the MDNM West uh, Medical Device uh, Trade Show in Anaheim this coming February. If, if you can tell us how folks at that trade show, hopefully they'll listen to this and want to speak to you, how would they go about finding you? Well, we will be listed as part of our of the, of the, um, stands and so on. We always try to have a good located stand, so hopefully it's easy to find us. And there will be a staff of Cinder there uh, for all the days of the event. Uh, open as well through the platform of the event to have one-on-one -on -one meetings with companies that want to hear a little bit more and a detail uh, of our history and the value proposition of the country. Um, so we are very excited and hopefully we will have a lot of people asking to, to sit down with and uh, to hear about Costa Rica's history. And the last thing uh, that we always like to do is to try to make the people that are kind enough again to speak with us uh, available to our listening audience for questions. So if after listening to this, uh, an individual has a question that they'd like to ask you, how would they get in touch with you? And if you could give both perhaps your email address and, and your website uh, address, that could be of assistance and help uh, those of us that have further questions. No problem. And it would be a pleasure for us to reach out and build up our network. So our webpage will be uh, www.cinde, that stands for cinde.org. And uh, you will find a lot of information similar to what we shared this morning on the podcast uh, available there and additional data. So we, in, we really encourage people to visit us at, on our webpage. And uh, my email address, uh, it will be bgibson um, at cinde.org, B as in Victor by the way, and uh, more than happy to start building up the network. Vanessa, thanks again for joining us on this podcast. We wish you all the best of luck in the coming months of 2020. All the best for everyone, for yourself and all your audience. Have a great day. Same. Thank you for listening. Sign up to receive the Central American Group's quarterly newsletter by visiting www.thecentralamericangroup.com.